Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. You already know, as usual, this is exactly Amara, a production of iHeartRadio. Bueno, mi amor, mira, as usual, you already know que I'm exactly myself, unfiltered, uncensored, para mierda, I say whatever I want, it is what it is, take it or leave it, and that's why. Today, I want to talk about, I want to talk about something real, mira. I've never, I've never said this publicly, and that's why I love my podcast, because it gives me an opportunity to really put out, not my secrets, because who the hell said that this has to be a secret? It's just that nobody asked me, so I don't feel the need to say it, pero... How, how important is it to really understand who you are as a person, to really accept who you are as a person, to really be vulnerable, to really expose yourself to the world regardless of what people have to say about you, to, to be open enough to tell your family who you are and how do you feel the most comfortable with. Um, and that's why I want to talk to a friend of mine. But before I get there, I'm going to tell you what. Back in, I ain't going to say how long ago, but back in a long time ago, I, um, I was experimenting with my sexuality. I was exploring. I was trying to understand who I was, what I liked. I think it's normal. I don't know. I think it's normal um, to sometimes be curious, to sometimes want to know, to sometimes want to understand. Do I like my friend because I just like her and I think that she's pretty? Do I like my friend because I'm into her? Do... Is there something wrong with me? What will my mom say? Um, what will my friends say? Do I need to go to therapy? Do I? You start to question so many things. And for three years solid, I used to only date women. 
I used to only date women. I never made it public because I felt embarrassed. I felt like, oh my God, what are the people going to say? You know, and, and I also heard, especially in the Latino community, how they spoke about other women that liked women. It was like, la tortiera, la maricona, la this, like that. All the, like, it was just looked like in such a bad, like in a bad light. And I just felt like, damn, is there something wrong with me? Is there, I just felt like it was my fault. Like I'm doing something wrong without understanding that it's part of life for you to be able to feel free and make your own choices. And who the hell says that there's a guidebook, that there's a rule book on how to live your life or who to love? There isn't one. And I also remember when I told my mom, actually, my mom found out because I was dating this girl, um, which, by the way, I only like studs. So I was dating this girl or whatever, and she came over to my house. My mom was at work, da 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 And when I heard my mom coming in, I was like, oh, shit, my mom's coming. No, 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 you can't be here. My mom's going to kill me. And then, you know, for those that don't know, you know, studs, um, she wore a sports bra, boxers. You know, she had a more male-like energy. And my mom, of course, was going to know that you're not just a friend. Like, what are you doing here? And I was like, go to my closet, go to my closet. She ran into the closet. She hid inside my shoes. Pobrecita, for like four hours solid, waiting for my mom to go to the room or something so that she can leave. And all of a sudden, my mom goes, Ay, mija, you know, déjame decirte how my day went, lo otro. And she just wanted to have a long-ass conversation in my room and heard my shoes jiggling. When she opened the closet... I'm not going to say her name so she's not embarrassed or whatever. Not that she should care, okay? Because first of all, you should be proud that you used to fuck me. But um, she was there. She was there, and um, and we had to have that conversation. And my mom, my mom cried. She made me feel real guilty. She prayed. You know, she told all her friends the disappointment I was as her only child to now, you know, like women and um, and it was a lot. It was a lot, right? I personally decided to, que se yo, I don't know. I wanted to explore something else, and I don't know. I, I never went back to dating women. But it was so traumatizing for that moment. I felt like I was like the cursed child. Like I did something so bad. And someone that I'm really proud of, the way that she has handled her life experience, um, her sexuality, she encourages other women that are, that are, you know, going through it, that don't know how to express it to their families, that feel like they're, they're trapped, that they just can't be themselves, that people are going to judge them, that people are going to look down upon them. Someone who has been there, done that, um, she's had her own experience, but I just love how comfortable she is in her body, how comfortable she is in her space, how she doesn't hide who she is, who she doesn't feel the need to pretend to be somebody that she's not. Um, she's an activist, she's a singer, she's a podcaster, she's a, a musician, oh yeah, man, she's everything. Oh, by the way, and she's smart, okay? Um, that's my girl, Emily Estefan, what's good? Okay, first of all, I am a fan of this incredible podcast, okay? Primero que todo, Hi, number thank one. You. Okay? <laughs> and, thank oh my God, love it. You know what I mean? We need places to listen that we feel like we have a home and a community. And the way that you speak, the way that you advocate for so many different people, 
it makes us feel less alone. And that's what we need nowadays. You know what I mean? Entonces, muchas gracias. Number one. For sure. Number two, for me, I am a different kind of um, LGBTQ advocate because I think, why do we need to come out as gay? All right? Like, if you want to come out and if you want to do that for yourself, that's great. But you don't come out as straight. Like, I want a world, right, where my children can say, you know what, maybe I'm going to go on a date with a girl tonight. Maybe I might not like it. Maybe I'm going to go on a date with a guy tonight because I'm interested. But at the end of the day, you know, we don't have to feel like you said, like there's something wrong, like, like there's something wrong with us for experimenting. I think as human beings, even as mammals, right, we see there are animals who don't even practice, who practice monogamy, like lobsters, you know, like, and there are animals who practice different kinds of, you know, sexual practices. But from the dawn of time, there has been homosexuality within every animal, every human being, you know? So my journey, my personal journey is explore without feeling like you're being suffocated, without feeling like there's something wrong with you. Because for example, for me, I prefer women, but I have been with as many men as women, honestly. And looking back, I can tell you my experience is different with men than with women. You know, I can, I can tell that I prefer some kind of experience. I have some, you know, whatever. But at the same time, I'm not repulsed by men. I'm the kind of individual that explores everything that humanity has to offer. So my whole thing is I don't like boxes. Las cajas cierran cosas. You know what I'm saying? We need to, in my opinion, live in a society of openness where we're not criticizing people. Like, how come a man can't explore, you know, a fantasy and say, you know what, I didn't really like that, and I prefer women, and we don't have to shame him. You know what I mean? Like, listen, girl, also, I've been with a lot of men you know, they like that booty. They like that booty stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you don't want to be ashamed of that, you know? <laughs> I know a lot of guys that be like, oh, I'm a man, this and that. But on the low, when you be in your room, you be telling her to eat that booty hole. And those not only do you be telling her to eat that booty hole, you be like, oh, just a little. Mira, I've done it. And I've been open about it. I, I, I have, you know, experimented. I've pegged, I've pegged before. And I was open about it on the show. I mean, not a lot of times. I did it one time, and it was very empowering. It was very empowering to feel like now you're my bitch, and I got that ass. But, <laughs> but oh, for you, for people that don't know what pegging is, pegging is when you put on a strap on. It was, it was a moment I explored. I tried it. I'm, I'm Dora the Explorer. I like to explore things. I like to try things, and I feel like. It's so, it's even harder for men uh, to try to experiment things without getting judged for it. Even women ourselves yeah. will judge men when they want to explore with their sexuality yeah. and when they want to explore with their body. And yeah. it's like, bueno, lo están haciendo contigo. It's not like they're going out there and trying it with a man. And if they choose to do it with a man, también. It is what it is, it's their bodies. But I just feel like in society, especialmente la comunidad latina, we can be so judgmental when it comes to people's sexuality. Mm-hmm. No es el culo tuyo. No es el todo tuyo. No es el... If they want to go over there and explore and try something, let them be them. You worry about you. Now, I'll ask you this. When did you start feeling like an attraction? I know that me personally, I, I started 
seeing like and like person I don't know why, but I never like femmes. I was never into girls that were like like me or whatever. I liked more the masculine energy in in certain girls. And I started when I was like in middle school. When did you first start seeing like even though you dated men, um, that you were like, bueno, she's kind of cute. Like I don't, I wouldn't mind. I lost my virginity to a female, and it was great. And then shortly after, I was like, something must be wrong with me. Like you said, like, oh, what's wrong with me? Like, I have to find the nearest male that I can try this with to see if I'm broken, you know, or something like that. And my mom used to say something to me all the time. There are as many sexualities as there are human beings. And at first, I didn't really understand that. But now I get it because everybody has their own thing, their own spectrum of what turns them on, what they like, what they don't like. And I think that gender lies within that when it comes to sexuality. Because like I said, I've had great experiences with males, but when I'm with females, it's a different experience, right? For me, for me, I prefer it more because... Also, you know, like we also have to realize that a lot of people are watching porn, you know, for so many years and porn is also kind of an unrealistic, you know, depiction of sex. You know what I mean? And kind of like what sex means. Oh what my sex God, is. talk about it. Yeah, no. So, you know, like for me, you know, porn is great. It's healthy, whatever. You know, like that's what kind of for me gets in the balance of what's the normal human development of sexuality. And then what are we being fed that we think is sex, which is coming with all this aggression, with all this kind of like, oh, why aren't straight women coming? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why Why do we need to educate yeah. different groups on how to pleasure both kinds of people? That's why I think, personally, like for me, um, you know, like we need gay pride because we've been suppressed for many years. Yeah. But my point is that that's why, we, that's why we bubble up because we feel like we need a voice. But also for me... If you go too far and you create too many boxes, then where's the equality? You know, like if we have LGBTQ, mm -hmm. da, 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 then the only people left are straight people. And I've had people say to me, you know, like piss on cis, which means if you're cisgendered, that you identify with your genitals, like, you know, that's not okay. I think that we need to love humanity and create spaces for everybody. That's why, to your point, If a straight male is trying to experiment, he shouldn't be shamed because in the male gaze, if he's going anywhere other than the straight male, you know, kind of box, he's going to get shamed for that. Why? What the hell? Women can make out with women and, oh, it's right. hot. It's hot. Right? It's hot if you're a girl, but it's not hot right. if you're a guy. It's gay. You know, like, what the hell? <laughs> you know. So I'll ask you this. Like, for example... Well, one, if you could have told the younger you, because I don't know, personally, it was, I, I, I was a little bit traumatized a little bit. Um, I wouldn't even say when I came out the closet, because I don't feel like I came out the closet. I did and she did. You know, my mom was the one who caught her, but I don't feel like I came out the closet. It's just something that happened naturally, something that just, you know, happened. Um It was traumatizing, like I said before, because I never want to fail my mother. 
I never want to disappoint her. And I felt like I had done that by, by not being with a man, by saying, you know, I find her hot. Like, I like her. I like to cuddle with her. I like to be with her. It, I like to, she's funny. She's, you know, sexually. Because that's another thing. My mom was like, oh, you're always going to do this. Like, you know, smash each other. I'm like, no, there's, there's a lot of other things you can do. You know, I sold her. I was so open with her. I sold her my strap on, um, which wasn't really mine, but I just want to have a bonus one there just in case she came. But like, I sold her all my things. I just wanted it. I wanted to show her like, this is what it is. This is what I do. <laughs> and there's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But you see how, you see how organic I am with it, that it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable that's how I was with my mom. I wanted to not make it awkward. Like, you have the rights to choose what you want. I have the rights to choose what I want. Eventually, she wasn't upset because in her mind, she was like, but at least she, you're not going to get pregnant now. That was her mentality. She felt like, oh, you're going through a phase. Later on, you'll get over it. But it was traumatizing for me. Was it traumatizing for you when you made it, not public, but like when your mom or your family or like close people to you found out? Were you embarrassed? Were you traumatized? Did you feel scared? Were you nervous? Um, were you uncomfortable? Like, how was that experience for you? So there was a red table talk, which you were on red table. Woo woo! The first season, uh, I, we had an episode about my coming out journey. And a lot of people don't know this, but when we have those red table talk episodes, we talk for hours and then it gets edited down. And a big part of my journey that was taken out was that my coming out was taken away from me uh, in a very strange way. Mm. It's a very long story. It's very convoluted. But um, by the time that I was ready, because like you said, when you feel like society has imposed, this is wrong, you're doing something wrong, I feel ashamed, you have to kind of build up the courage to tell your loved ones Hey, I love this person. Hey, I'm bringing this person around. It's not like, quote unquote, normal. Like, oh, you're dating a guy. They would almost be excited that you're bringing someone around. So mm -hmm. by the time that I um, went to my mom and I told her, hey, you know, I got to tell you something. This is going on. I'm in love with this girl, da, 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 which trust me, my fucking... Tota was in my throat. You know what I mean? Like that cold feeling where you just want to freaking pass out. And she said, you don't think I already know that? Because somebody had double crossed me and sent a video to my mom months before on Snapchat of me slow dancing with Jem, still my partner now. We weren't doing anything sexual, yeah. but we had specifically told somebody don't tell anybody you're the first person to know. And the first person she sent the video to was my mom's camp. So by the time I was ready to tell her, she had had that video for a month. And the first reaction was, oh, you don't think I already knew that? I was like, oh. Was it bad or she was cool? No, she wasn't cool. She wasn't cool. And that's what we talked about on the show because... She had been manifesting these emotions for a month plus, and I had been building up the courage to quote unquote come out, which I don't even believe in. You know what I mean? I don't really believe in coming out. 
Mm-hmm. And then my grandmother was still alive at the time. So then here comes this old Latin influx of the old people in the family can't handle it. You know, it's your responsibility to keep it a secret. Well, when you tell somebody you love to keep a secret, what does that entail? You can't be yourself. You can't hold your partner's hand in public. You have to think twice when you're showing acts of affection. And I don't mean anything inappropriate. You know, I just mean normal affection. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And even now, things are coming up that I didn't know were a problem because I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just loving. And I was receiving this problem. Now I understand, which this is the Latino influx, the, the paradigm that we face here. I'm just trying to protect you. Okay. Right. I get it. You're just trying to protect me, but I'm a human being living in a different time. And my idea of protection is being myself. If I can be myself, I feel safe. If you are limiting who I can be, I don't feel safe. And sometimes people don't realize that that can come directly yeah. from inside of your family, you know? Uh, but it was not easy at all. diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en Español.com. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Thank you. 
do you think that you would have told your mom earlier? Like, after all the experiences and everything you've been through, if you could have gone back in time, would you have told her earlier or would you have waited as long as you did? Mm, I think uh, in retrospect, nothing that I would have done would have changed the outcome. Uh, I think that the older generation, especially of Latinos, our grandparents who grew up in other countries, oftentimes under religious regimes, uh, communist regimes, whatever it may be, they came from a different life. And to try to integrate those lives it is not possible. I will say, I think that boundaries in the Latino community are virtually non-existent. You know, I think that even with our mothers and our fathers, right. we have difficulty drawing boundaries and boundaries are really important. Yes. You know? Yes, because then, it, well, I have, I, everybody knows that I love my mom. My mom's my best friend, la, 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 whatever, whatever. But it is so hard for me to put her boundaries in a way that she understands. I am an adult. I mean, yes, I came out of you. I get that part. Amen. Thank you very much. Because anytime, every time we argue, you make sure to, that I know I get it. Great. Thank you for bringing me. However, now I am an adult. I have my own voice. I have my own opinion. I have my own vision. I have my own feelings. I have my own likings. And we're not always going to agree. That doesn't mean that I love you less. That doesn't mean that I did certain things to hurt you because that's the first thing that at least my mom will do or a lot of Latino parents will do. What did I do to deserve this? I was the best parent I can be. It's not about you. Everything is not about you, you know? It's like I have my own experiences, my own things that I'm going through. So here's something else I'll say. Because, and I know what I would say because I, like I said, I went through it in a different way. You know, my experience only lasted three years, which three years is a pretty long time to me. Um, three years with, you know, different relationships. Yeah. I don't regret it. I, I, I love the girls that I was with. I love that I was able to explore and experiment with my sexuality. I love that. Yeah. I love that I lived because a lot of times people are curious and keep this in their minds and won't do it. I lived, I tried it, mm -hmm. I, I did it. I'm not there at this place, at this moment in life, pero está bien. Now, if you could tell, there's two things. One, if you could tell uh, the Latino community or parents, parents that have kids that are going through the same, ex the same experience that we went through at a certain moment, whether it is that we feel uncomfortable and we wanted to, you know, let our parents know this is our sexual preference and... I hope you don't get upset by it. What would you tell to these parents that don't know how to take this information, that don't know how to react, or brothers or sisters or whatever? If you have a family member that right now you don't know how to process this information, or you have a suspicion that you know your little they might be gay, or they might have a different sexual preference, what would you say to them? You just said it amazing. You just said sexual preference, right? There are a lot of people who are born and they say, I don't even want to have sex with the other sex. Balls repulse me. Fuck balls. I hate balls. Right? And then there are people who are like, why can't I try? Preference. Right? It's called preference for a reason. You know what my 
You know what my loud, loud, loud call is to the youth? It is let your children explore. Just because you're with a girl doesn't mean you're going to marry a girl. And if you are, amazing. Why does it matter to you? You need to be able to explore without feeling like you're a disease. Why can't you try? Why can't you follow your intuition without feeling guilt? Guilt and fear are the enemy of love. And you know what love is? Unconditional love, true unconditional love is making a space for things that you don't understand. If you don't want to suck a dick, don't suck a dick, but make space for people to suck a dick because guess what? It's not going to bother you. If you don't want to watch it, you don't got to watch it. If you don't got to be around it, you don't got to be around it. Let people do their thing. Preference is preference. Some people like chicken. Some people like steak. My dad, my, I love my fucking dad to death. You know his analogy on gay people? Some people like rice and beans. Some people like hamburger. <laughs> No, pero we spoke a lot about your mom, pero también se nos olvidó el lado del hombre. El, especialmente la comunidad latina where we know that we have a lot of machismo, right? Yeah. Um, where there's a lot, of, a, a lot of that, you know, I'm the man and women are supposed to do this and da 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 da, -da. Um, I know a lot of men, for some reason, are more accepting of their daughters if they choose to say, well, I personally rather be with a girl. In comparison to if their son tells them, I'd rather be with a guy. So I don't under, you know, as I understand it, pero I feel like, mira, la ignorancia es, viene parte, es parte de, de la falta de educación. I think yeah. that people, especially in the Latino minorities, need to become more well-educated and more open-minded when it comes to their children, when it comes to a family member overall, wanting to choose to explore with their body, with their life, whatever it is that they want to do. I, I feel that these conversations are so important because I feel like if this conversation hits at least one person, like it hit one person, then we did our job. We were successful in our message because I know we can't change the world, but Oconio, we're trying to like get the message across. These conversations need to continue happening because you're still right now there is a 12 year old girl, a 10 year old girl right now feeling some type of way who's afraid, who's scared, mm -hmm. who doesn't know what she's feeling in her body, who doesn't know how to express it. The same thing happens with the little boy. And these conversations are, imparent, are important. Parents, if you're out there, stop being so damn judgmental. Let your kids explore yeah. with their bodies. Let your kids decide and tell you who they want to be. Stop trying. Just because you gave birth to them, just because you are raising them, doesn't mean that they belong to you. They belong to the world. Just love them. Give them love. Appreciate them. Hear them out. You know how many kids commit suicide because they don't know how to express themselves or because they feel trapped? Because they feel trapped. The person who's supposed to protect them and make them feel safe and make them feel is the first one judging them and pointing fingers at them and making them just like um. I also heard that there's these places, ¿cómo se llama these places that a lot of parents send their kids to where they like, um, le hacen unos tratamientos or like, um, Oh, like they try to pray the gay away. Yeah, they try to pray the gay away and they try to, um, these certain camps that they do, all types of craziness. Just because you disagree or you don't understand with their, cho you know, with their sexual preferences and their choices. 
when you have children, which I'm sure eventually maybe, I don't know, maybe, um, first of all, you're, you, you have been in a long, long-term relationship, which I'm so happy. And I love her by the way, shout out to my girl. Um, eventually when you, when you have children, if you guys decide to, do you think, because there's a lot of ignorance behind that too. And I say that because there's certain people that, um, want to adopt children and the society doesn't agree that they should because of their sexual preference. Do you think that your sexual preference will be an issue for your children? How will you raise them? How will you make them understand? I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, we have a lot of, you know, straight friends. <laughs> I don't know why I put that in quotes. <laughs> we have a lot of straight <laughs> friends who have children. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of straight friends who uh, have children, who have toddlers. We love having babies over the house. And that's the funny thing, Amara, I'm going to tell you. We don't talk about the fact that we're gay. Yeah. We don't talk about the fact that we're two women. We wake up and we exercise our values as human beings. There are so many people on this earth. Fuck your sexuality. How about being a fucking good person? How about making good choices? How yep. about not putting a screen in front of your child for 23 hours of the day? We have people around us who have babies and the babies come over and we will make it a point to say, I didn't have a phone until I was 17. You know what my idea was playing was going outside, going in the pool, playing with Legos. We are being poisoned by being young and exposed to dangerous things. We need to go back to what life really is. That's my real consensus, honestly. And honestly, I think that sexuality is the same way. We don't have to overcomplicate it. Human beings from the dawn of time, from the Roman and Greek ages, have been loving one another regardless of the gender. Children need mothers and fathers or mothers no matter what. Like I know people in my family who are even against adoption because it's a difficult thing to deal with. But I think for me, and maybe it's, I have to acknowledge my privilege. I've grown up in a world where if I want to adopt a puppy, it's easier for me than other people. But at the same time, I got to be honest, my father, God bless that man. He was homeless for four years. He slept under a truck and we will be on the beach. And like, you know, the boogie boards, like those things that you like, It's like un pedazo de cartón that you go on the okay? We'll be out in the water and he'll see a dragonfly or an ant out on the water and he'll save it. Like he'll put it on the board and he'll take it out to shore to save it. Like his compassion is infectious. So I bless my privilege and I honor it, but it's taught me a different perspective on life, which is if you can help, help. And like... <laughs> You know, I've had people who have gotten pregnant accidentally and have been like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? And I'm like, for me, when I want to have a child, whichever way I want to do that, it's going to be a challenge. You know, it's going to be a decision. It's going to be a process, uh, which is fine. I honor that process. But having a child is a privilege. Like we are this earth is all we have, like you know, everybody makes fun of me. I literally have alien tattooed right here on my arm because everybody's obsessed with leaving the planet. And I'm like, we need to protect this planet and we need to make it the best that we can. And every day it gets worse and worse. So if I can help 
a baby live and be better, you know, that's just my prerogative. But again, I have to acknowledge my privileged standpoint, you know, like if you're out in the world and you're gay and you don't have money and you don't have means, I don't even, I can't even imagine trying to have a baby. That would be, I would be wrecked. diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer, contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Wark, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Everybody is making it like a trend to get in vitro and do this and do that and, you know, all these other things. And, and a lot of times I feel like we're, we're, the adoption word is somewhat fading away. Like there's so many beautiful children out there that need a home, that need parents, that need all those things. And there's a lot of people that have the possibilities and don't really appreciate it. And it's true what you said, you know, it's a privilege. It really is. And coming from a woman that's pregnant of two at this moment. Um, I definitely wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't looking Whoa! for it. Pero Papa Dios decided this was the right time. I am pregnant of two. I am uh, blessed. I estoy contenta. Estoy bendecida. 
entiendo que, like you said, es una, es, es, es una oportunidad que Dios me dio. And um, nada, I mean, I know that there's a lot of great parents out there looking for that opportunity. And I just wanted to put it out there. But if you had any last words for parents, for kids out there, for the world overall, about acceptance, of accepting who you are, accepting your reality, accepting your surroundings, accepting life, your truth, what would you say? Mm. You know what? I know that it's ironic and it's like, todo el mundo te lo dice. If you don't learn to love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? I know that it's ironic and it's crazy. If you are dependent on anything to get through your day, whether it's another person, substance, uh, social media, you know, we need to learn to face ourselves. And a lot of times that is the hardest thing. I'll tell you to myself, your ugliest habits, your disgusting traits, your lies, you know, you know what you're doing as a human being, but the hardest thing to do is face yourself. So what I would say is be honest with yourself. Learn to be at peace contigo, you know, because like you said, you know, like you're growing two beautiful babies in your womb right now. You are everything they need. And God bless you, you know, for having your mother who loves and supports you and you guys are a team. And that's a beautiful thing. But there are so many people in the world who don't have family, who don't have anywhere to lean. And I know that it sounds crazy, but we need to learn to love ourselves. And it's the hardest thing to do in this world. I'm still on that journey. I'm still on that journey. I have late days where I don't even want to get out of bed, where I feel poisonous. But getting closer to yourself is the hardest thing. So that's my last thing. And, you know, I love you. That's oh, it. I love you too. By the way, where can they follow you and check out your music and check out how late you are and all oh, the Red Table Talk? También dale, mete el comercial. Triangle porn slash OnlyFans. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, for real. Emily underscore Estefan. <laughs> You can follow me on hashtag I am a super fan of Amara La Negra. Hashtag Amara will change the world. Ah! Hashtag Amara's that bitch. Hashtag Amara's the golden bitch. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ay, qué linda. Thank you so much. Pero mira, la verdad es que I feel that this conversation is so important. I feel, by the way, today you found out some, some stuff about me just in case you didn't know. I just wanted to be open and I want to be honest. And I think that exactly Amara is that space where I don't want to judge you. This is not a space for me to judge anybody. I just want to hear your point, your point of view. I want to know your perspective in life. I want to know, how, you know, what your future looks like and find a space where you don't feel like, you know, I'm here to tell you what's right or what's wrong. No, that's not what exactly Amara is. Amara is a safe space. Um, and it's also a space for us to get educated and share this information with other people. That's why I want you to make sure to rate us. Make sure to rate us and give us five stars and make sure to share this podcast with anybody that you know. If you know anybody that's going through a situation similar or that might need to hear this, please make sure that they hear this podcast because we did this with so much love, with so much respect. Oh, yeah. I was just going to tell you something that you didn't know. 
it was a little bit of a secret, but you know, we're going to drop that tea right now real quick. That day that we did the Red Table Talk episode. Yeah. I have a little bit of tea. Yeah. Tiny bit of tea. That day that we did the Red Table Talk episode, um, you know, my grandma passed away before I got to tell her about my sexuality and everything. That was like a whole thing regarding my coming out. And ever since she's passed away, I've had certain moments of validation that I feel like have been like sent from angels. And even in that moment, I feel bad because I'm like, damn, this should be going to the person, but I'm receiving it. And your mom pulled me aside that day. And she was like, mommy, 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 mira, mira, mira. Yo sé que yo, you know, tuve un problema al principio, pero yo, yo creo, yo, yo quiero que tú sepas que yo te quiero, yo te amo, y yo amo a tu novia, yo creo que no hay problema, yo tengo, like she validated, you know, and I was like, whoa, we're living in a world now where older generations are learning and growing and they're willing to do so for us. And for your yes. mom, who I had just met that day, to validate something that, you know, my grandma passed before she could do, like that's something that I will never forget. So I wanted to just tell you that and extend my love to her because, you know, it might have been tough for you and I know that that's difficult, but I think that she's growing and evolving because she really validated me that day. So I'm just telling you that. Ay, qué linda. No, amen. Thank you so much. My mom is such a great person, pero también let me tell you something. The only reason why the older generation is becoming more open-minded is because of people like you and me. It's because of people like us that we're willing to mm. um, educate them and we're willing to show them that this is love. We don't mean to harm anyone. We're not doing anything wrong. We just want to be accepted for who we are. And if who we are is not the perfect version of what you visioned for us, that's okay too. So it took me a long time to get her to where she she's at now. But now she's more open-minded and more understanding. And she'll ask me things like, Amara, ¿qué quiere decir eso? What is that? And I like her asking questions. I want mm -hmm. you to ask. I don't want you to be ignorant and sit there and judge yeah. because... You don't right. understand it. So I think that that's important. And you know what? If you have any questions and you don't understand, feel free to slide up in Emily's DM and ask her whatever questions. But you can also yes, go to no. exactly... Yes, DM her. But you can also go to exactly Amara on all social media platforms. Go check us out on our YouTube channel at Amara La Negra ALN or exactly Amara on the search bar. Don't forget to rate us. Rate us five stars because you know that our show is lit, gang, gang, gang. And remember to also share. Share this podcast with anybody that you know that's going through it. Anybody that you feel that this conversation, they need to hear this, whether it's a parent, whether it's an uncle, whether it's a sister, whether it's someone who's going through the transition or trying to understand them, their sexuality at this moment. Feel free to share this podcast because you know that we're doing this with so much love and as respectful as possible, even though that you know that I'm scandalous. This has been a production of iHeartRadio's Microdura Podcast Network. I am so honored. Oh, and you already know you cannot, not, not, not miss the Red Table Talk. Mi amor, porque ellos están encendidos and they really be, mira, they got some tea and they really be hitting some valid points that we do have to check out as well. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcast. Emily Estefan, mi amor, muchísimas gracias for coming through. Hit me with the shoulders. Hit me with the shoulders. Te amo. Y yo a ti, yo a ti. Thank you so much for coming through. You're amazing. Guys, you already know we're here every Thursday. Amara, exactly. you are needed. You are needed. You are needed. This podcast is needed. Te amo. Many, many more bendiciones. Thank you, mami. <laughs> Amen, my love. Thank you. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca, o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20enespañol.com. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.